Coming to you live from the heart of Melbourne, it's Studio A with Tommy Little. Starring John Cambo Campbell. Luke McGregor. Nick Cody. Carl Chandler. Xavier Michaelides. And Tegan Higginbotham. So we have comedian Josh Thomas, independent music mogul Bruce Milne, Melbourne garage band The Bowers, and a brand new cast. And now, please welcome your host, Tommy Little! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new series of Studio A. Now, as you may well be aware, this is my first episode uh, as host of the show. And I was actually a little bit nervous during the week about my hosting duty, so I rang the old host, uh, Dave Thornton, and I asked for a bit of advice. Now, Dave said to me, he said, Tommy, your first episode is a lot like the first time you were intimate with a woman. And I said, what? They're going to charge me 250 bucks to host the first show? And he said, no, no. He said, no, scrap that, scrap that. Right, right, just, just treat your opening monologue like... Like, like, just imagine the audience sitting at home watching naked. And that was a great idea, right? And I thought, oh, I'll roll with this. But now that I'm standing here, I realise the only people I know are watching for sure are my parents. <laughs> so, in news, we, we have a, uh, a new Miss Universe Australia. I don't know if you guys saw this during the week. Sydney signer Jacinta Campbell won the competition during the week, uh, despite stumbling terribly over the answer to a question about being sun smart. Which makes me ask, why do we ask these people questions? It's about how they look. Like, they always stuff the answers up. And what do we do? We sit back and go, what a loser. They can't even answer a question. Why don't we just let them do what they're good at? We never ask professors to give us a spin. The last time the Dalai Lama was in town, we didn't say, hey, great speech, Your Holiness. No, really insightful. But if you wouldn't mind, just one cat walk down the end. And then we sit back going, what a loser. He can barely even walk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in other national news, there's a new law being passed in Queensland that gives police the power to now fine people on the spot $100 for swearing. A few locals went on the record and said this law was a load of bull poo together. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. They can't all hit. They can't all hit. It was a lot of bull poo by, about a, by a bunch of out-of-touch sexing politicians who they later went on to describe as a pack of vaginas. And we're... <laughs> just kids swearing. It's always fun. It's always fun. But where others see uh, a kind of loss of income, I see a chance to invest. If I see Tony Abbott walking down the street in Brisbane, I'm opening my wallet because they're some of the most satisfying vows I'll ever buy. It's got nothing personal to do with Tony. I just don't see eye to eye with the man on a lot of issues. For example, uh, he's very conservative. I'm very liberal. He's very homophobic. I don't care at all. He's anti-abortion and I think his mother should have had one. In these same reforms, police also now have the power to uh, give spot fines for people for public urination. I didn't know there was never on the spot fines for this, right? I thought we could always get in trouble. You mean I've been pissing in the toilet like a regular chump for all these years, right? And ladies and gentlemen, this means if you get caught in the street in, in Brisbane and the cops go, hey, hey, mate, you can't just piss anywhere, you just say to them, what if I give you a hundred bucks? And they have to go, 
Well, then you can piss anywhere. <laughs> the, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but uh, over the weekend, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter theme park opens at, uh, at Universal Studios. Now, because of the immense popularity, they want to make sure that only true fans of the books are going to be allowed into the park. So they put up a sign at the front that says, to enter the park, you must be this tall, a virgin, and still live at home with your parents. And, <laughs> There's a lot of uh, uh, kind of chance for fun with this theme park. My favourite idea is, is go to the park, get an official uniform, right, and then, and then head to the local train station and tell people that to get to the park, they have to go to platform nine and three quarters, right, which is right between platforms nine and ten. If they just run full steam at the wall, they'll get there, right? That's the first ride on the park. It's amazing. And then you walk up to them when their face is a bloodied mess on the grass and you go, oh, I meant platform two, and that's actually just down to the left. <laughs> Guys, rounding out the news, of course, the World Cup is on and Australia are killing it! We've won our first two games, 4-1 against South Korea and, of course, winning 1-0 uh, over Nigeria. And many of us are tipping uh, uh, for us to take the cup, right? Oh, no, wait, that's Argentina. Oh, no, that's Argentina killing it. Well, how are we doing? Are we... Oh, that's not great. Uh, but, you know... We can still win, right? If we get the third, Harry Kuehl is going to kick a hat-trick in the third. We're going to get through. It's fine. It's not going to be a worry at all. Harry Kuehl is going to probably save the day, I think, yeah. <sighs> Harry Kuehl's out. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> the whispers take a long time to get around the studio. <laughs> Here is Studio A. But that's fine, guys. Let's move on. We have a cracking show for you tonight. On the show, we have the lovely Josh Thomas. We have Bruce Milne to play music. We have the Bowers. We also have comedian Dave Bushell in the house. Let's get cracking. So it is my first show as host, as I let you guys know, and I'm really keen to get stuck in. So before oh, we yeah. get... Should be real good. So anyway, we've got a great show lined up for you guys at home. So sit yeah, back. Great, I'm really looking forward to it. Can't wait to see you host the shit out of this one. Look. Carl, I know what this is about, right? I know you think you should have been the new host of the show, but, mate, you've had your chance. We, we, we both auditioned and, and, you know, they've decided it's mine. Rigged! Can we settle this once and for all? I, I think the people here need to see... I, like, I don't, mean to, I don't mean to say bad things about you, but, mate, your audition tape was horrible. You, Carl Chandler, are a horrible host. Well, that's sexist. Maybe we should let the people decide. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, can we pull up Carl Chandler's audition tape, please? Welcome back to Studio A. Our first guest tonight is one of Melbourne's most popular comedians, known for his TV, radio and comedy festival work. Please welcome back to the show, Lawrence Mooney. Hey. Thanks a lot. It's lovely to be here, Carl. Yeah, good to see you, Lawrence. Now, you've had a big year, busy year. You've become a regular panellist on uh, Good News Week. <laughs> no, Carl, uh, I think you mean the White Room. Right. You're going to be like this, are you? Well, fuck this and fuck you! <laughs> yeah, mate, real shame you didn't get the top job. Look, Channel 31's all about learning on the job. You, you can't judge me on one little mistake. Well, yeah, you know, I, I guess you're right. Maybe we, can, maybe we can play the second tape. Carl Chandler's second audition tape, please. Look, 
Hamish, don't come onto my home turf, do all the jokes and make me look boring. This is my show, Blake. My show! Well, I didn't swear once then. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess you're right. Well, can we, see with, can we see the third audition tape, please? You're dead! I'm gonna kill you! I'm gonna kill all of you! The audience, the sponsors, anyone that offers me the job as host of Studio A, you're dead! You're all dead! Well, that was taken out of context. <laughs> Alright, I, I mean, maybe we can let, let the... I mean, did you see why the producers maybe didn't want you? Well, I think we should let the people decide, Tommy. Who wants the Chan Man to host the show? Sounds like the crickets are voting yes. What a dickhead. Uh, well, this is of course a new show and with a new show comes a brand new cast. So I think what, what better time to introduce the brand new cast of Studio A. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Tegan. After attending high school in Dandenong where Tegan learnt about uh, carjacking and tax evasion above all, above all things, Tegan graduated to become a fine, upstanding young lady. Now she's really looking forward to taking part of this show and bringing a touch of femininity to the cast. Isn't that right, Tegan? Holy shit, yes! <laughs> Alright, next up we have Xavier! <laughs> Like a non-Canadian like like rich little, Xavier is the man of a thousand voices. Xavier, would you mind giving us a few of those impressions? Sure thing. Is that Christopher Walken I hear? Hey kid, what you doing here? Oh, is that netball legend Liz Ellis? Hey kids, don't go in the pool with your socks. It's graffiti. <laughs> So many voices and stinks of talent in here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the next cast member, Cambo. <laughs> Cambo is your typical deadpan man of mystery. Now, Cambo, it says on your forms that you're fulfilling Channel 31's diversity quota. That's right, Tommy. I'm Mexican. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be rude, mate, but, well, don't take this the wrong way. You don't look very Mexican. Oh, really? Well, how do you explain this fake costume I bought at the costume shop? That's pretty good, and actually was our costume budget for the season, but that is good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the next cast member, Luke McGregor. <laughs> and the name Luke, spelt backwards, actually spells awesome. No, no, it, it doesn't, but it should because Luke is awesome. What? Luke, did you write this? I think uh, a hot girl wrote mine. <laughs> uh, two of them. Brainstorming together in a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely didn't. But anyway, next up we have Nick. <laughs> Nick Cody says he is all about the paper, which either means he's a gangster rapper or he's really easy to beat at Paper Scissors Rock. One of his strengths he lists as strength and his weakness is not being able to focus when there's ladies on the set. Nick, are you excited about the new season? What's going on, Tegan? That is pathetic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please give, a, give it a round of applause for your new cast of Studio A. <laughs> Don't go anywhere, because after the break, we have the amazing Josh Thomas.
Welcome back to Studio A and congratulations, you just survived the first ad break that we've had. Some would say that's not an achievement. Now, uh, we no, have a very- No, cup! What? No man, it's actually, it's the World Cup. <laughs> I don't care, as long as they kick it through the big sticks and get the six runs. Kick it through the <laughs> big stick, it's not, it's got, what, do you know anything about the World Cup? I know the Lakers are gonna win in the second round by knockout. <laughs> Touchdown! Okay, we need to do something about this. Take this. Have you got a pen? Yeah. You can take some notes. Uh, yep. This is for you and anybody like you uh, at home, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Studio A Survival Guide World Cup Edition. Now, because everyone's going to be talking about the World Cup, it's important to arm yourself with just a few sentences to show your knowledge of the game. For example, this is good. Hey, Luke. How about that Australia-Ghana match on the weekend? Yes. Uh, hi, Cambo. Uh, how good are the players... Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Samuel Eto'o. What, do they run a golf factory? <laughs> None of those players were in the game. Go soccer! <laughs> Remember though, to stay on topic and always quit while you're ahead. Did you know that David Beckham is married to Posh Spice? Yeah. How good is the song, When Two Become One? <laughs> You need to leave. <laughs> Guys, another important thing to remember is that many of these games will be shown as early as 4.30 in the morning on a weekday. This means you're probably going to want the next day off work. But remember not to make it too obvious. Oh, hey, boss. Hey. Um, I'm feeling really sick, so tomorrow I'm going to need the day off work. And so is Carl as well. So. This wouldn't have anything to do with Australia playing Serbia at 4am, would it? <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Get back to your desks. Remember though, it's not always about the, uh, the excuse that's important, but it's more about the groundwork that you lay beforehand that gets you the day off. You've got to convince your boss that you don't even care or know anything about the soccer. Hey, boss man. How you doing? Fine. Good, right, well you can get back to your uh, reading of that newspaper while me and Xavier just have a random conversation about topics that we happen to share the same opinion on. Yeah. So Zave, what do you think of instant coffee? Instant coffee? Pff, hate instant coffee. And you know what else I hate? What? Soccer. Oh, I hate soccer so much I want to punch it in its face. <laughs> yep, I, I hate soccer so much I want to get all up in its grill and make it uncomfortable in the workplace. Oh, I hear that. <laughs> right. Now you've laid that groundwork, and smashing groundwork it was, you can ask your boss for the next day off without them suspecting a thing. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey. We were wondering if we could work from home tomorrow. Well, seeing as I see how much you guys hate soccer, I guess and I can trust you're not going to stay up all night, watch the game, and then not do any work the next day, so sure, you can have the day off work tomorrow. Yes. Thank you very much. Go to Socceroos. What was that? Uh, I said, I need to do a really big poo. <laughs> I eat a lot of things. <laughs> okay, see ya. <laughs> Women. <laughs> so. <sighs> Nick, do you reckon, are you, are you across all that? Yeah, I'll learn it. How good is the song, When Two Become One? I need some love like I've never needed love before. Gonna make love to you. Ladies baby. and gentlemen, that was the Studio A Survival Guide World Cup edition. <laughs> now, I am very excited. Uh, 
Firstly, because the singing is over, but also because we get to welcome our very first special guest to this show. Since this man's debut as the winner of 2005's Raw Comedy Competition, he's gone on to make huge waves in the comedy scene, not only on the TV, but also on the stage. Please welcome to Studio A, Josh Thomas. Hey, Josh. Good man. How are you, firstly? Yeah, I'm good. How are, are, you, are, you, you, are you alive? What do you mean? Oh, well, cause I... Because, you know, the last time I was meant to see you it was about a week ago at a gig and I got... Yeah, a fundraiser for this show, yep. which I was going to do because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a good guy. Yeah. And then, uh, but no, I, then I didn't. I went to hospital. You, yeah. You're here now. So no, I'm but it's over, okay. it's over. I'm really embarrassed because it's been over-exaggerated because what happened was, like, it sounds bad in the beginning. I, I, had, a, I had a sore throat and then yeah. I got in the shower and I started bleeding out of my mouth, right, for no reason. <laughs> Uh, I just started bleeding out of my mouth, and, and that, that was bad. Doesn't and sound great. It doesn't sound good. So no. then I got out of the shower, and, and it stopped bleeding, but I was like, maybe I should go to the doctor. And then uh, I was like, oh, really? You know, stop bleeding. Uh, uh, we'll see what happens. And then I, I, I almost fainted. I got really dizzy and, and, and like, collapsed, and then that went on for like a really long time. So then I went to the emergency room, and then uh, I was fine. And, and then I sat in the... What do you mean? It just... <laughs> It's the first time I've heard walking into the emergency room no, being no, no, a I was, cure. I was, I was totally fine, but I had to wait there for three and a half hours, and I was like, screw this, I'm just going to go. But then my dad, uh, he's like quite like a hypochondriac, like my dad, like he used to come downstairs like in the morning and be like, where's the dog? I, I haven't seen the dog. And then I'd go, oh, I don't know, I haven't seen her. And he'd be like, oh, she's probably gone off somewhere to die. Uh, <laughs> she was like six, six, like she's six years old, she's fine. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that hypochondria or is that just pessimistic? It's, uh, I think they, they go hand in hand. Okay. Uh, and, and then, uh, so he made me wait in the, the emergency room and then I ended up going in to the, to the hospital with a, with a proper doctor who could have been, you know, helping people. Uh, and I just had a very sore throat. So, uh, but, they, but, they, but they put me on an ECG and they, they, they gave me an x-ray and they did a blood test and they put me on a drip. And I was just sitting there like this big idiot, like a big idiot, because my stupid freaking dad. Uh, and then I had to cancel the, the fundraiser, but I, I heard That's it was okay. fine. Yeah, it was great. Sorry. And because your names were on the poster and everything, we sold all the tickets. So, <laughs> I mean... As far as we're concerned, that's your job, Dan. We all know that's <laughs> But I was actually We all told, know that's not true. <laughs> I, I got told like an hour before the show that you had gone to hospital and it might happen, but I was told, keep it under wraps, don't tell anyone because we don't want... because there's a chance you still might make the show, and yeah. so we don't want the audience to get upset if you're still going to turn up. And then I walk in the door and I have like three different people come up to me and go, oh, we heard Josh is in hospital. And I'm like, yeah. what? No, that's under, that's under I wraps. I put it on Twitter. You did. Because I wanted, <laughs> I, I, I put it on Twitter because, but only because I wanted to make sure that like people like so that they knew I wasn't lying. Because I feel like if they saw it on Twitter first and then you said it, that they would know it was like a proper big deal. So that's why I put it on there. Is there now? Uh, I I do follow you on Twitter. Uh, yeah. You only have. I'm, I'm catching up to you though. I've got a Twitter account that yeah. opened recently. You've got thirty thousand followers. Yeah, I've well, got thirty-one thousand now. So, no yeah. big deal. Uh, <laughs> If you added my followers to that, you could have 31,081, so... Really? <laughs> no, but I wanted to ask you, is there anything... I'll do a follow Friday for you and you'll get, like, nine more. Yes! Yeah. That's... Ten... Maths isn't a good thing. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you don't put on Twitter? Like, like, how much of your personal life do people follow on Twitter? I put, a f I put, a f I put, mo I put most of it on. My favourite thing at the moment is, um, do you know who Megan Phelps is? I d well, you know from my Twitter probably if you follow I do. me. So she's, uh, you know, there's the Waspara Baptist Church, which is like this crazy. They're my favorite thing in the world at the moment. Yeah. Uh, they're like this crazy like cult church, and they, it sounded they had a website called GodHatesFags.com, which and people might have seen uh, in the Bruno film. 
Really? Yeah, because he interrupts one of their protests. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they've got God Hates Fags, and then they changed it to God Hates America, the only one called God Hates America. And then Sweden uh, got, did something, so that now it's God Hates Sweden as well. And then God Hates Australia, and then they just like, gave up and went God Hates the World. And so you they know this... they've gone too far when they hit Sweden. Well, I think God hates the world is probably too far. He made the world, you know what I mean? If he hates his world, that's his own freaking problem. You know, like he did this. This is not my fault. Uh, and so one of them is on Twitter, Megan Phelps, and I decided I'm going to send her an insult every day. That's my, my yeah. new thing. I just I just insult her. I've actually got I've got I've got some of your you insults. Yeah. I keep them very simple because I figure like she's only read one book. You know, like she needs. She, we need to keep them very simple. So I say things like, Hey, Megan Phelps, you smell like fart. Yeah. Uh, or, um, or uh, yes, exclamation mark, Apple is shipping my iPad, finally. Do you have an iPad, Megan Phelps? Probably not. Loser. Loser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. But and you then know she's what? all like, I don't need an iPad, I've got an iPhone. They're just like a bigger iPhone. I'm like, yeah, screw you. It's because you don't have a job, you big idiot, Christian freak. What? Uh, no, she's Christian. Uh, and uh, my favorite one, though, was, uh, was when I said, uh, so I was just having a chat with God, and he said that Megan Phelps is a big... I knew. I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Vagina. Um, no, it was, it was cunt. Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, it was a good show. Uh, but what I love was after your after your iPad uh, insult. Yeah. You know, because I thought you sweet. The next day uh, after you just said you got your iPad, you put this up. Oh, this is. And it's a drawing that you drew on your iPad. Uh, I hereby decree Megan Phelps is a douche. And yes. that's, that's God in the corner. Would have rather you went with douche with the last one as well, yeah. but that's, that's fine. Yeah. Hey, but I thought I could help you out. Yeah? Do, 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 I thought I could join in your insulting yeah. uh, ways. What, what are you, yeah? I've got some. Do you mind if I run them by? And maybe yeah. you can rate them, because I haven't sent them yet. I'll so we can she replies. We have like chats on. Okay, let's see how we go. My first one is, uh, hey, Megan Phelps, I really like you, dot, dot, dot. Not brackets, high fives, all my friends for nailing kill some killer stuff. Yeah, no, that's good. Is that yeah. good? No, I like that. Okay, cool. I think, I think she'll get it. Okay. I, I've got, yeah. I get better. Mm -hmm. uh, if we were at a party together, I would encourage my friends to gather around you and fart simultaneously <laughs> in a move I like to call crop dusting. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out an insult, but I haven't got my finger on it because her last name sounds like Felch. So I want to do a joke uh, like, uh, like, oh, Megan knows. <laughs> well, how's this, how's this last one? I now refer to felching as Phelpsing. Oh, Thanks, yes. Megan Phelps. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Ladies but and that, gentlemen. Oh, it's over. Good, yeah, no, Junior. Well, now I asked her a question, and my favorite thing is I asked her, I said, why did God make gays, right? And her explanation was that he made some people to kill them for no reason. So it's, it's like when you play The Sims, you know, like you just like make a person and lock them in a room and don't give them food. That's what they think God is like. I don't know. Does everyone do that when they do The Sims? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please thank Josh Thomas. <laughs> now, uh, Josh, you're actually gonna, you're going to stick around. You're going to come back. We've got a sketch to play. We're going to play some more a bit later. Oh, no. Please, okay, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Up next, we get to speak to the man who is at the heart of the battle between liquor license in Victoria and Melbourne's live music scene, Mr. Bruce Milne. Don't go away. You're watching Studio Eight. Tommy, uh, big show tonight. Uh, any advice? Yeah, mate. Try pants. I can do pants.
Welcome back to Studio A. Now our next guest is a fierce advocate of local independent music. He runs record label Infidelity Recordings and has worked with Aussie bands Spiderbait, Magic Dirt and The Sciences. Please welcome Mr. Bruce Milne. Hey Bruce. How are you? Welcome. Now Bruce, what, what, I, what I failed to mention there and the, the, the reason you've been making the most news uh, lately is your, uh, your relationship with the tote. You were the licensee of the tote for what, 20 years? No, 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 no. I was the license. I was one of the owners of the business for 10 years. I was the licensee, the, well, the nominee, as we call them in Melbourne, Victoria, um, for the last four or five years. Yeah. Good. I added them together and tacked on another five because I went, <laughs> I'll pump your tyres up a bit. <laughs> now, what, what's happened? Because everyone knows, of course, there's been a pretty famous battle that uh, the tote actually got shut down. Was it in February? Uh, it was in January. I mean, I... I, uh, <laughs> I I, it was my choice to close it down. It was a, it was a business decision because I couldn't I couldn't afford to keep fighting uh, liquor licensing and I couldn't uh, uh, I couldn't make a profit working under the regulations that said it was a high risk venue. Um, and so why why was it deemed high risk? Uh, I, I, it was pretty much an across the board thing that any any venues music venues that were open after one o'clock in the morning were high risk. And the tote was only open after one on Fridays and Saturday nights, but the condition goes across the whole week. So if you've got a, an acoustic band playing in the, in the front bar on a Saturday afternoon for free, you've got to have two bouncers standing there, even if there's only three or four people sitting around the bar. It was, it was just ridiculous. And it essentially means that you're then lumped in the came, same category as nightclubs, which have a thousand people crammed exactly. in their doors. Exactly. Any nightclub you've read about or seen on television with the, you know, the real problems with stabbings and all that sort of stuff, we're in exactly the same category. And, uh, right, and which I was reading that the tote, you know, the police haven't been called out to the tote for a violent incident for, for no. your nine years in... No, it was crazy. It was, it was just silly. Okay. The, the Collingwood cops loved us as, at, you know, they were always supportive of us, but it, that, they just didn't have a say in it. It was, uh, you know, it was new regulations with liquor licensing and... Now, and there was a point where I believe you thought the tote, the battle for the tote was over, but... There's been massive protests. There was one I went to uh, in, in the city, which there was, they say 20,000 people. I think there was more than 20,000 people there and people like Paul Kelly and Missy Higgins turned out uh, to save, save live music. Yeah. It, it must be amazing to see such oh, a yeah. turnout of that. That was incredible. I, just to see the Melbourne music community, you know, musicians and fans actually getting themselves organised and doing something. Uh, the, you know, I've been putting out records and going to gigs since <laughs> the mid-70s and this was like... The first time I'd, I'd seen anything like it. And like you said, musicians and bands, th this, uh, this protest started at 4pm. It, it was good to get, this is a, a cross-section of people that you're just happy if they're out of bed by that time, you know? <laughs> but it, it is, each person in, in, this, in, in this category, that's got to be worth like five businessmen. It, it, it is great, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's a lot harder to motivate and get, get them out of bed. Yeah. I'm a comedian, I'm not out of bed before midday, so I feel like I can throw stones yes. in, the, in this area. But um, the tote, it's reopened. It's reopened, so I don't know why you got me on the show. I don't either. No, no. <laughs> but it is, because it's a great story, and it kind of represents a lot of our battle for, for live music in Melbourne yeah. to keep going, and it's such an important thing. Uh, what can people do in terms of, obviously, go out and see gigs yeah. uh, to support live music and, and keep it going, but it is such an important part of our city. Yes. And look, I think, you know, keep on the, the, the government's back, uh, uh, regardless of which side of politics there, you know, is the government, uh, and make them support it, make them recognise that, along with so many other things, Melbourne's, Melbourne's got something really incredible and special, 
and rather than trying to clamp down and stop stop it to uh, protect the one percent, get out there and you know have fun. Yeah, and support it. So it's just, as, as Wally Meany said, it's, it's not rocket surgery. <laughs> it's not, it's not. And, uh, and of course, the tote has reopened. I know you've passed on the baton yeah. and, and those days for you are, are over. Have you been back to the venue? Oh, yeah. And how's it, like, last time I was there, the, you know, it, the place just oozes rock. And that, that carpet, I know people were cutting up the carpet yep. uh, and taking home souvenirs. Is it true that if you fall on the carpet at the right angle, you end up pregnant? <laughs> Well, I never have, uh, okay. but I've certainly fallen on a few times. Um, but you know, it's actually uh, you should you should pop down because uh, they've got a nice new clean carpet in that uh, won't be clean and for, for that much longer. But uh, whilst whilst it is, it's uh, it's a sight to behold. And what are some where are some other if people are wanting to go see live music? If people are watching this and going, yeah, this is a great idea. Where should people go? What oh, are a few bars. Um, that well, I, I, because I live in the sort of the Collingwood area, I yep. tend I tend to hang around around there. I mean, uh, small places like Bar Opener, or yep. and, and 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 especially um, uh, the old bar. That's a, that's a real favourite of mine. Um, uh, Yaya's can be great, um, uh, but you know, if I was living south of the river, I'm uh, well. Actually, there's not that many places <laughs> south of the river. <laughs> the SV. Head to that side, go see some live music. Bruce, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really welcome. appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Malm. Carl, just uh, thanks, wanted to have a chat about this dressing room situation. Yeah. Notice you guys all use the main dressing room, and me and Luke have what looks like one of the women's cubicles. Oh no, look, that's just what the station's randomly allocated you guys. I mean, that's got nothing to do with the fact that you guys are new or from Tasmania or that none of us here like you. You guys understand, yeah? I mean, if you don't, you can always take it up with management. Thanks for backing me up in there. Sorry, man, I, I panicked. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have Josh Stowers back at the desk. Josh, do you know why I brought you back here? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Good. <laughs> We're going to play a game. Now, because you do have like 31,000 followers on Twitter, uh, you're of course on Talking About Your Generation, you're, you're everywhere at the moment. I figure you know what's going on in this world a lot more than I do, so <laughs> you could, which maybe says more about me than anything. But, we're going to play a game. I have no idea what's going on. But well, I, no, it sounds good. This will be fun. This is uh, Josh Thomas telling us what's hot and what's not. <laughs> Why did you get that picture of me? I look like nine years old. I've been following you around with a camera <laughs> for a long time. Uh, okay, so how this is going to work is we're going to flash some pictures up on screen and you're yeah. going to give us your judgment, hot or not. Okay. First picture. Lady, there's Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not just guessing what they are. Oh, <laughs> that's what I do most of the time. That's the most in my job. Uh, is she hot or not? Yeah, yeah. I like. Do you, I like Lady? Do you like Lady Gaga? I like her. I, yeah. Yeah. Even though, you know. Do you know what was bullshit? What? The Lady Gaga episode of Glee. What's going on with that? Apparently, she know. was so diva about that. 
Really? Yeah, and she had a demand because it went for like five minutes. This is an important move right yeah. along. Josh, second, <laughs> second, second picture. He looks like he's missing a chromosome, I think. Out of, out of Twilight? Uh, yeah, uh, Robert, Robert Patterson. Robert, Robert Patterson. Yeah, he looks like he's missing a... I don't think he's hot. Okay. If he's hot, then I'm hot. And, and like, wow. That's... <laughs> I'm just Josh saying Thomas he's like a skinny... <laughs> Next question. No, I don't think Robert Patterson's hot. <laughs> Matt, Matt Preston? Preston? Yeah, I like Matt Preston. Although I'm like touchy about MasterChef whenever anybody brings it up. Okay. So. Why are you touchy about it? About your appearance on it? Yeah. Why, why are you touchy about that? Oh, because do you have like nine minutes? No. <laughs> Next picture. <laughs> uh, Sex in the City Girls. I don't I, 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 know. I, no. Why, why, okay. why are they, why okay, are they on go, everything? If you go with no. Why are they on everything? I don't know. People love them. Why? I don't know. Well, I've got, a, I, I've got an improvement for you. Yeah. This next one's an idea. What do you think of this? It's the same cast of women, but they've got varying different facial hairs, and it's going to be four babes in Baghdad. Isn't <laughs> four bearded babes in Baghdad isn't is better. That, isn't that what they just did? Yeah, but now, <laughs> but now they've got badly photoshopped on beards. Oh, uh, is it oh, hot I, now? I like it. No, no, I think it's probably worse. <laughs> I think it probably makes no sense. I think we're being too mainstream. Do you think that's what it is? Let's go something a little left of center. Smoking babies. <laughs> Josh, are smoking babies hot or not? He's so good at it. The I thing know. about this is whatever you think about smoking babies, he's genuinely brilliant. He, likes, he like lights them up with other cigarettes. He does like smoke rings. He's so freaking talented. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't know how you can be down on this. You know what I mean? I completely, I completely agree. And I it's also like, think... It's like, it's like, you know, sometimes um, like strippers are like make you uncomfortable. But then you see one, I mean, I've not been to that many strip clubs because they're all, you know, vaginas and stuff, but, uh, but th sometimes they're like exceptionally talented. And then you think, no, you, you, this is where you should be. So you know, some people are really good at yeah. spinning on the thing. And he also made the whole world laugh and not many humans have done that. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's going to die by nine years old, but that's not my problem. It's fine. <laughs> I'm over it already. Next photo, the World Cup. I don't understand. I, don't, I, don't, I can't. I don't. I've got, I, I can't watch sport. I just see green. I don't know like the concentration. Can we get that photo up again? Have I made it cooler by the fact that I've given him a sombrero and a surfboard, and in the wave there's a shark? Um, yeah. No, I think that's. I think that it is more interesting. I just don't know what you're supposed to do when you watch sport. I don't understand. I like just zone Throw out. Throw things at the TV. I zone out and see green, and then people start cheering, and I'm like, oh. So you just, you just cheer? Yeah! You were, the, you were the one person yeah. at the pub that cool, when Germany cool. got their fourth you know, goal, you're cool. going, yes! Yeah, yes. no, I'm not up. It's not at 4.30am, you know. I've got a very intense napping schedule that <laughs> I need to stick to. All right, let's go uh, political. Is this next one hot? Kevin Rudd? Yeah. I mean, he's better than that other douche. This one? Douche. douche oh. <laughs> Seriously, you, you know, you're, you're an important guy and you have a lot of money. You can afford someone to wax you, <laughs> you know, and you can afford... Would this be an improvement? Who is that? Who are you... Is this you on top? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what you look like, though. You're kind of like... Are you that hairy? No. You're not that hairy? No. Um, I don't know. I just, I just think Tony Abbott's a... Am I allowed to say cunt again? Yeah. <laughs> I just think he's like... And, and, and this is the problem, is Kevin Rudd's an idiot, and then maybe Tony Abbott's going to get in, which would be... Imagine that. Imagine. It wouldn't be good. It'd be bad. It wouldn't be good, and we could talk about it next week, but I think we might be taken off air. What do you mean? 
Nothing. You're not allowed to talk about Tony Amber? No, we're not allowed to describe. <laughs> we're not allowed to describe him in the words that we sometimes if feel necessary. If you can't use the word "cunt" when describing Tony Abbott, <laughs> when can you use it? What's the point of having the word? I'm not arguing with you, you at all. <laughs> Ladies I think and that gentlemen, was that was the Josh Thomas doing some part of And swearing is definitely hot. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with comedy from David Bushel. You're watching Studio A. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for a very special guest. This guy is one of Melbourne's finest stand-up comedians. He's won several awards and he's kicked several asses all over the country. He's funny. He's fantastic. He's short. It's Dave Bushel. It's really this big. Thank you so much. Uh, if you could take that round of applause you just gave me and do it again to a factor of 10, not for me, but for the fact that recently I quit my job. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> oh, it is so good. The freedom is retarded. Last week I couldn't go to the beach because I was fishing. Uh, and the week before that I couldn't go to the shops because I don't have any money. Uh, but what I've done is I've quit my job, I've gone back to uni to do international studies, which is uh, one of those make what you want of it courses, you know, like art, but with credibility. Um, and the idea of it is, I think, that you're meant to be able to come out of it and either teach English to Japanese school kids or get tear gassed by the Iranian government. So, in keeping with the ethos of the course, what I'm going to do is I'm going to combine both those elements and make what I want of it and just tear gas Japanese school children. Uh, you know, just rock up in the morning just going, Origato! It's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, it's gonna be cool. But uh, the weird thing about the course is that uh, enrolled in the course, right, is five guys and 95 girls. Um, I'll go over those numbers again because they can be a little bit confusing at first. Uh, five guys, 95 girls. Yeah, I haven't joined like a uni course. I've joined a harem with pretensions to higher education. And the thing about it is, because I'm 26 years old, yeah, so it's an undergrad course, so everyone I'm studying with is like 18 and 19, and oh my God, they make me feel old. Like, it's ridiculous now. I walk into class and there's people there just going, um, yeah, I think I know what September 11 is. <laughs> Isn't that like, that's when the tickets to Big Day Out go on sale, yeah? It's nuts, right? So at best, I'm majoring in how to read the world news section in The Age. At worst, I'm getting a degree in pedophilia. And now I'm getting invited to all these 18th birthday parties and things again. So I go. Um, and I take them a copy of Nirvana's Nevermind album and they go, wow! A CD! This is that album with that one song on it, right? And, you know, and because, you know, I'm Facebook friends with all of them. Of course I am, you know, because it helps when I'm sitting alone at home in my underpants watching reruns of Media Watch to go, ooh, Adele was tagged in Sandy's mad 16th, lol. Right, but because there's so many girls, the girls all have this idea of what uni's meant to be like because they've just started, so they're a bit experimental and things. And they come in on the Monday talking about their weekend, and I know what they're saying because I'm sitting alone in the corner eavesdropping. And their friends, <laughs> their friends go, "What'd you do on the weekend? Oh my God, it was amazing! I had a threesome with two older guys. Oh, serious? Yeah, they were both 22. <laughs> what did you do on the weekend, Dave?" Spent it consolidating all my superannuation accounts under the one umbrella. Fuck you. Like, it's, 
is awful. It makes me sick though, uh, like Nando's, yeah? Uh, you know, I had Nando's before I came here, that's never good, you should never, don't do that, because <laughs> Nando's likes to tell you that it's an authentic Portuguese experience, but it's not, yeah, because for one, it's on Burke Street, right, that's the first clue. Um, but if, if Nando's was gonna be a genuine Portuguese experience, what would happen is you would go in, you'd order your burger or your wrap or whatever, and while you're waiting for it, there'd be like a little man in a corner playing flamenco guitar, and then they'd give you like a free half liter bottle of sangria or something, and then a guy would come over with a hot plate and a live chicken on it, and he'd slaughter the chicken and like pluck it in front of you, and he'd have your choices of condiments and all your different sauces, and next thing you know, your three-year-old daughter's missing. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, it's a joke. Portuguese don't drink sangria. Uh, I've been Ed Bushel, thanks very much. Thanks Dave. Thanks man, there you go. Dave Bushel, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere because after the break we're gonna take us out tonight with music from the Bowers. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you after the, these messages. These ones. <laughs> the ones right now. <laughs> Where are the props and costumes? I'm supposed to be an astronaut in the next sketch. I'm supposed to be a pirate. I don't even have a sword. Well, who was in charge of the props and costumes? Yeah, so I'm just not sure. Tommy! Yes! Yes! Was that a camel? Welcome back. Now, for those guys and girls out there looking to be part of our studio audience, who, have you had fun tonight, guys? Yeah. There, is very two, there are two very simple ways to do this. The first is to send us an email at studioa at rmitv.org. Or, alternatively, you can solve a Rubik's cube, cube with your tongue whilst blindfolded. And then send us an email at studioa at rmitv.org. Also, make sure to check us out on the web. You can follow us on Facebook or on Twitter. Now, uh, it is my first episode, so I thought I'd better bring someone back to the desk. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome back Josh Thomas. Uh, Josh, I needed to ask you, because it's my first show and I need some kind of honest opinion. How's, how's it been? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really. I didn't. Yeah, uh, no, I need a really ten. That sounds. I'm walking backstage, so I don't really know. Yeah, what are you here for? What do you think is the percentage chance that you're a gay? That I am. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I'm not hitting on you. I'm not hitting on you, but I just. I don't know. I just wonder sometimes because, like, when we go out, you get they like, touch me a lot. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I would say I'm uh, not high percentage. 50, at least 50. No, but I don't, have any, I don't even have anything against the idea of, of me being gay, but it's just I find women How way too you? attractive. How old are you? I'm 25. But see, I the difference think... is because I, I, I look at a guy and I go, yeah, and I look at a girl and I go, yes. <laughs> but you still look yes. at guys and go, yeah? Yeah, but like, no, not like... <laughs> <laughs> so... Why? What do you think the percentage is? Oh, I think at least 50. <laughs> but not based on anything, it's just, just based only on, you just get a bit You can't judge a man on a few dozen well, incidents. So, <laughs> <laughs> to take us out tonight, we have a fantastic band. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, The Bowers. Take 
show guys we really appreciate it now I was gonna ask, ask you a, a quick few questions yeah. if you don't mind firstly gigs people want to check you out at gigs where, where can they see find this Saturday at the uh, at the tote at the tote yeah. the uniform tote <laughs> are you guys actually going are you just going yes we've heard that on the show tonight yes uh, now the tote what, what time are you on Saturday uh, is, it, is this a night time because are we going all day all night some of us will be, but yeah, no, <laughs> night time. Have, have you been there since it's opened? Yeah, new okay. coloured carpet, folks. New coloured carpet, and Sunset they've got orange. Because it was the place was held together just with stains. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, now, it's, it's looking great. And some of you boys played at the Logies, I believe. Yeah, how was it? Oh, it was a, it was a, an after party. One of the commercial networks. I think it was good that you played at the after party because otherwise you would have had to sat, sit through the whole Logies, and you probably did the best bit of it. Yeah, although I missed out on the cheese platters. Okay. How, oh, I stole Larry Emder's cheese platter. Good. How, how drunk were people by the time they got to the after party? Uh, I, I Andrew O'Keefe didn't make it. Andrew O'Keefe didn't make it. Well, uh, guys, go down and, and check out these guys down at the tote. Um, remember, you can follow us on Twitter. <laughs> well, actually, Tommy, we just, the audience reckons that these guys are absolutely amazing. And uh, we're wondering if we, they can do another song. You guys want to hear? Yeah. Do you guys want to play one more song? Yeah. Yeah. This is what we do. We, we didn't spring this on you guys because then we'd have to pay twice as much. So we just spring it on you now. Uh, take it away, the Bowers. Okay. <laughs> one, two, three. 
to live in You are in spirit form You never haunt me A guardian in heaven I lay the marigolds on your grave And tie them to the kitchen window frame We never married We barely gave in a thought And handle babies We really were much too young I lay the marigolds on your grave to the kitchen window frame For the dead we'll set a prayer Sugar skulls, we're drinking mescalé We're eating sugar skulls, we're drinking mescalé Well, faces painted, the kids looking like a corpse But they're scary, they having themselves a ball They lay the marigolds on the graves And for the people that went away And lay the fingers, a fire cracking so bright The walk the zombies that I walked with last night Singing songs for our ancestry From the earth we set souls free to live for eternity We should be scarlet Drinking mescalet We should be scarlet Drinking mescalet hey. The was shaking Pictures fell off the walls The roof decayed in Sixteen ascended floor From the rubble they rescued me why he lay silent under the concrete? For your love, I love.